You're listening to a podcast from Victory. As in Abraham's life, God's purpose will be fulfilled in our lives despite our failures. Listen to more of this message in week three of our series, Unwavering. Let me tell you this there's nothing wrong with being practical. Okay? Sabi mo sa katabi mo, nothing wrong. Now, there are times that you need to be practical. Halimbawa, gusto mo na mag-asawa. So, na-engage ka na dapat. Tama? So, pag-engage mo, nakita mo yung budget mo, hindi aabot sa tagaytay. So, being the practical as you are, what do you need to do? Dalin mo sa taytay. Huwag ka na magtagaytay. Practical lang. Or, if you're buying a car... Gusto mong bumili ng sakyan and you've saved up like 350,000. Eh, ang gusto mo, 1 million. So, anong gagawin mo? To be practical, it's either mag-ipon ka muna or bumili ka ng worth 350,000. Seems good? Tama. Being practical is not bad at all. But, not all decisions should be practical. Being practical can lead to detrimental cases. You can harm yourself or even your relationship or your family. Question is, how do you decide? When you're on a crossroad, kapag meron kang kailangan pag-isipan, paano ka nagpa-process? How do you make your decisions? Now, today we'll look at one of the major decisions that Abraham did when he was journeying with God. And uh, let me invite you and read our main text for today. If you have your Bibles, kindly open it in Genesis 13, starting in verse 5. Now in verse 5, he said there, And Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them dwelling together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. Then Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, my prayer is that as we study the life of Abram, as we see how he decides, Lord, we will see your nature. Lord, we will see that you are indeed a faithful God. Lord, that you never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And let your word penetrate deep in our hearts and let it take root. Holy Spirit, we invite you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, just to give you a context, dun sa ni Francis last week, he started in Genesis 12. So Genesis 12, Abraham obeyed God and went. 
Anong sabi ni God? Go to the land that I will show you. So anong ginawa ni Abraham? He obeyed and went. Now he traveled to different cities, pero pagdating niya dun sa Negev, may famine. Pagdating niya dun sa land that God will show him, walang laman. Now imagine with me for a few seconds. Ikaw si Abraham, first time Christian. First time that you have that guts. You, you are now bold and courageous. Lord, I'm gonna obey you. And then when you stepped out of faith, pagdating mo dun sa land na pinupuntahan mo, walang laman. Isn't that frustrating? Now, there are times, let me just say this, there are times when you start following Christ, when you start obeying God, you would not see the results immediately. Merong mga times, wala. Parang famine, parang Egypt. Now, as we all know, Abraham went to Egypt as the practical solution to what he saw, which is yung famine. And when he entered Egypt, ano nangyari? Nagsimula siya magsinungaling, almost cost his marriage, his relationships, maybe even his calling and his life testimony. You know, all of us at one point will commit mistakes. We are not perfect. The question is, how do you handle mistakes? Some would wallow in self-pity. Maybe you're here right now. You're that person. Dami mo nang mali. And you cannot get over it. Parang feeling mo, kawawa ka naman. Now, or maybe you've failed big time and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to get back on track. Just like Abraham, kahit nagkamali ka, there's a place where you can go back. Go back to God. Go back to the place of worship. Go back to where you and God met the first time. Parang yung sinasabi ni Francis kanina, he remembers a time where God redeemed him. If you are that person and you know you've, you've gone astray, you, you're a Christian, but you've gone astray, and now you're going back to church, where do you exactly go? Go back to God. Go back to your first love. Now let's continue with the, with the journey of Abraham in verse 5. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, also had flocks, herds, and tents. But the land could not support them while they were living side by side. Because their possessions were so great, they were not able to live alongside one another. So there were quarrels between Abraham's herdsmen and the Lord's herdsmen, or the Lot and Lot's herdsmen. Now the Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land at that time. Now at this point, business is growing for Abraham and Lot. Seems like a good problem. Now, if you're reading this and you're a businessman, parang wala namang problema. In fact, this is a good one. This is a good opportunity to expand. So what should we do? But in this case, Abraham reacted differently. Kung titignan nyo dati kung sino si Abraham, ibang-iba na siya dito pagdating sa verse na to. This time, it's not just about survival. It's not just about money, possessions, all the pasture that they had. This time, relationship matters. Now, let's look how, at how Abraham confronted this crossroad. 
In verse 8, let me continue. Abraham said to Lot, Let there be no quarreling between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are close relatives. So parang habang binabasa ko to, Lord, si Abraham ba to? Is this the same Abraham who went to Negev and when he saw the famine, he went directly to Egypt? Wala nang isip-isip. Kahit na alam niya, it would cause his relationship with his wife. Parang hindi si Abraham. But during this time, during this, this part of the story, Abraham learned his lesson. Now, relationship is more important than money and possessions. There was a change of heart when he went back to God. Remember verse, verse 1 to 4, dun siya bumalik. After going outside of Egypt, he went back to the first place where he worshipped God. And when he worshipped God, when he called upon the name of the Lord, something changed. He had a new heart coming out of that place. Sabi niya, left or right, the land is before you. Now, Abraham is like this. Left or right, I'm gonna trust God fully. Left or right, I will not have to worry because my God will supply all my needs. Now, he is confident that God will pull through. Abraham was now seeing things differently. Nag-iiba na yung perspective niya. Ngayon, hindi na siya practical. He was seeing things in a different lens. Maybe experience God's faithfulness even amidst His unfaithfulness. Something happened when He went back to that altar. Maybe He realized, Lord, kahit na pumalpak ako, kahit nagkamali ako, kahit na muntik na kaming mag-divorce ng asawa ko, kahit na nasira ako yung ibang relationship, Lord, you are still faithful. He experienced God's faithfulness despite His unfaithfulness. Now, question is, how do you see God? Paano nyo siya tinitignan? Do you see Him faithful, trustworthy? Do you see Him as a God who will never change? That when you encounter His Word, pinanghawakan mo, alam mo, God will see it happen. Do you know do you know God? Do you even read his word? Binubuksan mo ba yung Bible or hinahayaan mo lang alikabukan diyan sa bedside mo? That's my encouragement for everyone. Read the word of God because that's how you would know who God is. And every time you go back to the word of God, every time you get reminded of the promise of God, it sinks in you. Mas tumitibay mas nag-iiba yung paniniwala nyo of who God is. How do you see God? Now, on the other hand, si Lot, practical pa rin. He's still the practical guy. Now, let me continue in verse 10. It says there, Lot looked up and saw the whole region of the Jordan. He noticed that all of it was well watered, before the Lord obliterated Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the land, or the Lord, like the land of Egypt, all the way to Zoar. Imagine how Abram felt during this time. Imagine looking at Lot. Tinitignan niya si Lot. Siguro iniisip niya, alam naman siguro nito, ako nagpayaman sa kanya. Alam niya naman siguro na 
mas matanda ako sa kanya. Imagine how Abraham was feeling, seeing Lot choosing the best. Hindi siya nagsalita eh, na, Uncle, ikaw naman ang may dahilan ng lahat ng ito eh. Sa'yo naman yung promise ni God, sige, ma- ma- mamili ka, ikaw na yan. But he didn't do that. He was the practical guy. He was looking at the best of the land. And Abraham siguro inisip ko parang, Wow, ayos ka. Actually, we are more like Lot than Abraham. Our default is to always see the most logical, the most practical solution. Kung ano mas maganda, grab na natin yan. Parang ano tayo eh, to see is to believe. Para sure. When when I ask my wife, ano babe, mag-buffet breakfast ba tayo? Ako naman talaga, gusto ko makdo na lang. Pero I was giving them an opportunity to say, sige, pero buti na lang, practical yung asawa ko. <laughs> but in my heart talagang, ah, mal nito. Gusto ko makasigurado na yun ang sasabihin niya and God answered my prayer. To see is to believe. But the Bible is telling us otherwise. The righteous shall live by faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. This is the reason why we need to read the Word every day. We need to read and meditate on the Word of God so that we would know where we should go. So that we would know how to decide. Read, meditate, and apply the Word in our lives. Are you even opening those pages? It doesn't matter if you read four chapters a day or ten chapters a day. What matters is, do you hunger for the word of the Lord? Do you want to get to know Him? And this is my encouragement for everyone. Do you want directions? Go back to the word of God. Maybe you're asking, Pastor, how can... How can I have faith? Yung sinasabi mong walk by faith, not by sight. How can I have that? Paano ko ba isa sa buhay yung buhay ko ngayon na ganun yung pananampalataya? In Romans 10.17, it says there, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. You need to hear. You need to read. You need to communicate with God. Why? Because in, it's in the context of relationship. Kung yung mga anak ko, kabisado na nila ako, it's just because we're all together in one house. Every day we talk together. We communicate. They know if I can give something. They know if I'm just joking. They know if I can buy what they like and what I cannot buy. Most of the times, I cannot. I tell them, go back to the Word of God. What does it say? Ito maganda kay Abraham eh. Si Abraham, kung papansin niyo from Genesis 12, 13, 14, and onwards, he keeps on hearing the voice of God. God keeps on showing up. And every time God shows up, shows up He speaks to Abraham, and Abraham gets His word, and banks on His word. Side note lang, nung nagpunta siya ng Negev when he encountered the famine, that was... 
the last time that he was in touch with God. In fact, before the famine, yun na yung last na wala siyang communication with God. That's why his decision went wayward. But he, when he went back during chapter 13, something happened, something changed. There's something about going back and hearing from God and, and taking heed of His Word. This is the heart of God. He wants you to hear Him. I believe you're here and you're hearing the Word of God. And that is His heart, that you hear, that you apply, and that you hold on to His Word. Abraham walked by faith. Lot walked by sight. Let's continue on verse 12. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, but Lot settled among the cities of Jordan Plain and pitched his tents next to Sodom. So again, let's imagine. So kung pinili ni Lot, yung pinaka-best of the land, ano sa tingin nyo yung natira kay Abram? Pangit! Siyempre. It's like choosing between BGC and Taytay. Layo eh, no? Pag ikaw negosyante ka, oh, Alan, where do you want to start your business? Ah, I want to start my business. Saan ba maganda? Taytay or BGC? Parang it, it doesn't make sense. Pag binigyan ka ng option to put your establishment or your business in BGC, go there. I'm sure you would not choose Taytay. Unless tagadun ka, yung mga traffic. Imagine the intensity of Abram's emotion during this time. Lot settling in another land. This, this nephew of mine that, that I've been with when we journeyed with God, when we left the city that we grew up in. This is, the, this is my nephew who I treated as my own son. And now he's going away. Imagine mo yung emotions si Abraham. <laughs> ito yung comfort zone ko, yung pamangkin ko. Ang galing nito sa negosyo, kaya kami lumaki dahil ano, ang dami niya sigurong iniisip. This was a very emotional time for Abraham. You, you know, when we follow God, it, it's not just full of roses on your bed. It's not just bed of roses. Meron ding mga thorns. Meron ding mga sacrifices. No, there are times when you follow God, it means separating from the things that you're comfortable with and following God where He leads you. Yeah. You know, following Christ is never easy. It's costly. That's why it says in the Bible, you carry your cross. Sometimes it would mean making also the unpopular decision. Para yung ginawa ni Abraham, it's, it's unpopular during his time. But because he, he had a change of heart, he needs to value now what's more important in the eyes of God, and that is relationship, unity among, among men. That, that's what it means to follow Christ. Randy Alcorn once said, following Jesus is more than nodding ahead. Raising a hand, signing a card, or preparing a, or repeating a prayer. Though some, someone coming to Christ can do any of those, following Jesus is not returning to life as usual. 
Following Jesus is abandoning trust in ourselves, surrendering all we are and have to Him. This and nothing less is discipleship. That's the cost of following Christ. But let me tell you this. When you start following God, di kalugi. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, di kalugi. Sabi mo sa kabila, mukha kang nalugi. Let's look at how God consoled Abraham and how he honored his step of faith when he started following. In verse 14, the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had left him, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are standing, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. It's different when God lifts up our eyes. Kung kay Lot, left and right lang yung options, God was giving Abraham everything. Northward, southward, eastward, westward. In fact, kung pag-aaralan niyo yung words dyan sa text na yan, you would see that even what Lot received from Abraham, whether it's light, right or left, it was also given to Abraham. You know what's what's good about obeying God? Ito lang yung gusto ni God eh. When He asks of you for something, all you need to do is step out. Step out of faith. And when you start obeying Him, when you start taking that first step, God is there to show you the second step. God is there to show you the bigger picture of what He wants to give you from day one. Gusto lang ni God mag-obey ka muna. His heart really is to give everything. His heart is to open the floodgates of heaven. Though sometimes, we miss that. Bakit? Mas pinipili na natin yung now eh. Eh pastor, ang ganda na nito. Ang ganda na ng offer sa akin. And yet, at the back of your head, you know that God does not want you to go there. But because you see it now, it's visible, you can touch it, you choose that direction. But believe me, when you start following God and you say no to the opportunities given by this world, He opens a bigger picture. Things that we don't see. Things that is unseen in our visible eyes. Genesis 13:15 says there for all the land which you see I will give to you and to your descendants forever. You know when God blesses you it's not for the now. Not just for your sake but for your future generations. The impact of obeying God is not just for today but for multi generations. That's who our God is. Naalala ko yung, siguro hindi ko pa na-share dito eh. When, uh, back in 2013, I was um, offered a very good uh, job, a high-paying salary job. And siguro for 10 years or 15 years, kami ng wife ko, we've been praying. 10 years siguro, we've been praying for a good salary. And every time I apply for work, ang binibigay sa akin parang half of my expectation. 
But I don't complain. May mga times nga na ang sweldo ko, 150 per day lang. No, si Jason can attest to that. Sabi ni Jason sa akin, Alan, meron akong offer sa'yo, training opportunity. Pero ang sweldo, 150. Gusto mo ba? Sige! Tapos nagko-compute kami ng wife ko, 150, paano aabot yan? Parang pamasahin mo lang yan, ha? Hindi, babe, tsagain natin. And true enough, few months after, lumaki yun, 150, naging 200, naging 250, tagal eh. Hanggang naging ano, 1,000 per day. Hanggang umabot ng 5,000 per day. So parang ako, wow. When you start start seeing things in a different perspective, God gives it to you. Now there was this one word that was given to me, medyo solid na to. Sabi niya, ito yung sweldo mo. Tapos sabi ko, babe, ito na yung sagot ni Lord sa atin. So yung sweldo ko parang doble, doble nung inaasahan ko. So sabi ko, wow, Lord, thank you. But after four months, I, I know it was not the job for me. Not that I'm not doing good with it. In fact, I'm, I'm bringing in sales upon sales. Millions upon millions. Muntik na billions eh. But I felt like God was taking me out because I was too comfortable with the job. God was putting me in another season. Pero nung sinasabi niyang, aalisin na kita dyan, parang I'm, I'm holding on to it, Lord. Don't, don't remove this. Ito yung promise mo sa akin eh. The following day, after praying that prayer, God took me out. And when I went home, sabi ko, babe, good news. Wala na akong trabaho. <laughs> parang sabi niya, ha? Parang nangyari. I don't know. But I know God plucked me out. And he will put me somewhere. And that's where another opportunity came after a week, which for the past, uh, for the next three years, grabe lang yung blessing na binigay sa amin ni Lord. And that was the time that we were able to travel to different places. I was earning like five times even more than what the salary was. And then come 2015, God was calling me out again. And this time, Lord, sabi ko, wag na. Okay na ako dito. Comfortable na to, Lord. Pero God, the, the calling of God was so strong that I had to wrestle with it for months and months. Talking to people, talking to Jason, to Francis, to Pastor Dennis, talking to my family. Lord, what should I do? I'm earning this much. Now I'm going... I don't know. Pero word lang sa akin ni Lord, di ka sa akin. When you step out of, of that comfort zone and you follow God, you'd see my hand. And the moment I said yes to Pastor Dennis, you know, surprisingly, that was the, actually the biggest sale of my life. Parang pabaon sa akin ni Lord. For the next six months, I was able to sustain our life. It's not because of me, but it's because of God's faithfulness. You know, when God blesses you, He opens the floodgates. You just re- need to remember the promise of God. You just need to bank on the Word of God. Alam mo si, si Abraham, every time na parang nalulungkot siya or may problema siya or merong crossroad, the, the Word of God comes, comes out. Yeah. And I believe it's a picture of God telling us, Whatever your situation is, 
wherever you are, always go back to His Word. Always go back to His promise. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Ganyan yung journey natin with God. We take that first step. Then He shows you the next. Right? Hindi niya binubuksan lahat. Sometimes that's, that's the most difficult part. Ang daling sabihin ni, tara, let's move by faith. Pero pag andyan na, dahil di mo makita, Lord, then you look back. Parang mas okay ako doon, Lord, ha? Balikan na naman. You shrink back. But that's not how we are called. We are called to live by faith and not by sight. Let me illustrate this. Francis, pwedeng hiramin yung ano, glasses. Actually, right now, Maganda pa naman yung vision ko. Nakikita ko pa yun, yung naghihikab na guy doon. Mike, ikaw ba yan? Yun, no? Kita ko pa yung isang tulog doon sa dulo. Alright? Now, without the glasses, our vision is limited. Especially kung ang edad mo medyo 50s, 60s. No pun intended, but pag lumalabo na yung mata mo, parang Jason, Jason. Hindi ko alam ang vision nyo, pero... Pag malabo na yung mata, limited na lang eh. Diba? But when you wear this, when you start wearing those glasses, now your world becomes different. Now you see colors. Ay, ano pala yan? Pula pala yung wall na yan. Akala ko, blue. Uy, grabe guapo ni Jason ah. Alam mo dati, mas guapo ah. <clears throat> when you put on those glasses, everything changes. Now you begin to see the things that you don't see. It's like using the lenses of God. You know, we, we are not called to live a life na practical lang. Yes, it's okay to be practical, but we need to use the lenses of God, His spiritual lenses. Why? So that we would see what He wants for us. So that we would see what He has prepared for us. His abundance. His fullness of joy, His fullness of life that He has prepared for you. Question is, how are your lenses? Are you using your own? Or are you using God's lenses? Let me continue and as we close. In Genesis 13 verse 17 says there, Arise, walk, make a thorough reconnaissance around in the land through its length and its width, for I will give it to you. You know what? While I was reading this, I remember when my dad was telling me before going to college, sabi niya, Lan, bibigyan kita ng kotse pagdating mo ng college. So ako naman, excited na ako kasi nakita ko, kuya ko, may kotse. So ako din, sabi ko, Lord, totoo kaya ito? Parang somehow may doubt ka eh. Bakit? Di ko pa nakikita eh. So, nung pagka-graduate ko, yun na yung top of mind ko. Sabi ko, magkakakotse na ako. So, nag-enroll ako sa UST. Siguro mga few months, wala pa yung kotse. Nagko-commute pa ako. Pero one, one, one memorable night, it was my birthday, September 27. Sabi ng dad ko, Lan, punta ka dito sa bangko, sa Metro Bank, sa May Masinag. That's where my dad used to work. And... Pagdating ko doon sa bangko, nag-jeep lang ako, may nakaparadang Honda na kulay black, ESI. So, 
Hindi ko naman pinapansin, pero yung, yung, yung kulay niya talagang kumikintap. Eh. Wow, ang ganda nitong kotse na to. Tapos lumabas yung dad ko, sabi niya, oh, test drive mo. So parang ako naman, test drive. So ako, pag click ko ng alarm, upo, eh, automatic pa. Sabi ko, wow, pogi nito. <clears throat> but I, as I was testing and driving it, something clicked. And I realized, my dad would give everything that he could for his children. And in fact, when he gave that keys and said, sayo na yan, it solidified my belief that my God, will, my, my, my father would do anything in his capacity to make his word true. But when you can compare my dad to our God, he's far incomparable. Our God is a provider who sees everything that we need. Even if we don't speak, He knows what's in our hearts. Question is, how do you know God? Kilala nyo ba ang Panginoon? We are not just called, again, let me just say this, we are not just called to live practical lives, but we are called to live spiritual lives. Our God is spirit. So we worship in spirit. We cannot worship God. We cannot live our lives just by mere practicality. We need to see God where He is. We need to see that He is in the spirit world. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.